Do the music bit. Ian Chapman's with us, Senior Lecturer in Contemporary Music. Morena, Ian. Morena, Catherine. What's on your mind today? No animals, well, just the humankind. <laughs> yeah, no animals this week. I figured since we have an election coming up, the time was right to feature some Kiwi protest songs that are, by their very nature, rather political. So protest songs have been around for a very long time. For instance, to cherry-pick just a few, the Howard Morrison Quartet's song My Old Man's in All Black sold 60,000 copies in 1960, and it was released to coincide with the New Zealand rugby tour of South Africa for which no Māori players were selected because of apartheid. And although it's couched in humour, the lyrics directly comment on the absence of Māori in the team. And then in 1968, to cherry-pick just another one, Kiwi folk singer Dave Jordan released a song titled Hills of the Coromandel as a protest against gold mining. And in the 1970s, there were quite a few actually. There was John Hanlon's Damn the Dam, which took out Single of the Year Award at the New Zealand Music Awards. And, you know, protest songs continue to be released, of course. But one of the essential functions of art, whether it's visual art or the performing arts, is to comment on society and to highlight things that need to be changed. And popular music is great for that because of its widespread appeal. It's right there in the name. It's popular. And never did popular music and protest have more potency than in the 1980s when there was a whole string of great protest songs there was no internet, nothing to compete with popular music's enormous reach and potential as a mass medium. So I've got four tracks to play today, and I thought I'd start with something of an oddity. Someone that I've got an enormous amount of respect for is the feminist, economist, and human rights activist Dame Marilyn Waring. Now, um, Marilyn Waring was elected to Parliament in 1975 at the age of 23, and at the time she was New Zealand's youngest ever MP. And... Perhaps the thing most people will remember her for, in 1984, she basically brought down the Muldoon government by threatening to cross the floor and vote with Labour on the nuclear issue. Muldoon called a snap election in response, and suffice to say, it didn't go very well. Now, what many people perhaps don't know is that Marilyn Waring is an accomplished singer, a trained soprano, and her parents back, in, back then evidently wanted her to pursue a singing career. However, politics and then later academia won the battle. But in 1980, she got the chance to combine politics and music when she released a version of John Lennon's highly political song, Working Class Hero. Even today, it seems to me deliciously subversive for an MP, a national MP, what's more, to release a song called Working Class Hero. I'll talk some more about it in a moment, but before I do, let's have a listen. Giving you no time instead of it all Till the pain is so big you feel nothing at all A working class hero is something to be A working class hero 
caught you and scared you for twenty odd years And then they expect you to pick a career But you really can't function, you're so full of and while still in Parliament. Ian, pick yeah, up. Yeah, it's dark and broody, isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> I actually quite like it. I mean, yeah. it is an oddity. Um, can you imagine any of our current politicians doing that? I think Christopher Luxon Actually, might I think one or two of them probably would, unfortunately. Um, but I can imagine <laughs> what Muldoon was thinking uh, if it was brought to his attention that this was... So it was actually released? Did it, did it sort of get much airplay or anything? Or? Oh, yes, it, it absolutely was released and it bombed. <laughs> people, I don't think people knew what to make of it. Yeah. Um, the, the backing band, incidentally, are the Crocodiles, wow. which is something remarkable. Yeah. Um, yeah, not actual Crocodiles. I was enjoying um, the um, wrinkly, crinkly record sounds as well, by the way. Thank yeah. you for the nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, it was nostalgic, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, so it was released. It was released on the Ripper Records label, and they had previous the previous year produced the iconic AK-79 punk album, which is kind of a very good historical um, release in New Zealand popular music history. And last week I spoke about Marilyn's record with Brian Staff, who founded Ripper Records. And one of the bands on AK-79 was the wonderfully named Proud Scum. And he had wanted her to record a single with them titled She's a Ripper. But unfortunately that collaboration didn't happen. But then um, Brian told me that a little later she opted to record the John Lennon song and um, Mike Chun, who was Brian Staff's partner at Ripper Records then, organised the Crocodiles to back her. So, uh, yeah, an interesting little gem from the past. Now, in later life, next one, uh, oh, finish, yeah. I was just going to say, in later life, Marilyn went on to become quite an accomplished jazz singer, Catherine. And, of course, famously a goat farmer as well for a time. Uh, <laughs> yes. and my, so many talents. As, well, her... Um, Economic analysis, both of GDP and of women's unpaid work, are probably the two standouts since. But uh, yes, but don't forget the music. Now, this song, uh, this was a huge hit. I remember it when I was in my nappies. Okay, a little bit older than that. But <laughs> not yeah, much older look, than this, that. 
another song from 1980. Um, and I'm going to mention Rob Muldoon again. Prime Minister Rob Muldoon had ignored a call to remove the crippling 40% sales tax imposed upon local recordings, and he firmly stated his belief that pop music was not culture. And he actually called it horrible, which was rather rude. And so Dunedin banned the knobs responded in the best possible way by writing and self-funding a song that went all the way to number five on the chart and became an instant Kiwi classic. And this song features Rob Muldoon impersonator Danny Fay. This is Culture by the Knobs. Yeah. 
Oh, it's triggering to use the overused <laughs> phrase, Ian, honestly, especially in an election season. Uh, it's a great song culture, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, some songs age badly, but I reckon that one's aged yeah. really, really well. And there's not a lot of humour in our politics these days. I think, um, yeah, I really enjoyed revisiting that one. Okay, yeah. next up is a 1981 release. Now, 1981 was a big year for protest songs, largely because, of course, it was the year of the hugely divisive Springbok tour. Herbs released the anti-apartheid song Azania that year, and some of the lines from the song were sung by anti-tour protesters, pre- protesters during confrontations with the police and pro-tour factions. And then the police themselves became the subject of a protest song by the pneumatics. So here is that song. This is Riot Squad. Keep 
<laughs> there you go. And there's uh, some musical genre, shift in genre there with some reggae, maybe some ska in that. Yes, indeed. You know, Catherine, I had a rather wonderful moment during one of my lectures a few years ago. Um, I cover protest songs in one of the courses that I teach at Otago. And I played the video of that song in class on the big screen. And maybe 30 seconds in, as the camera panned around the band members, one of my students yelled out, hey, that's my dad. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Really? Um, oh, yeah, nice. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, finally, we come to what is I reckon our finest environmental protest act, and that's Herbs. After Azania in 1981, which I mentioned earlier, they hit the top of the charts in 1982 with the iconic anti-nuclear song French Letter. Then later in 1987, they released No Nukes. And in between times in 1984, they released the track that we're going to play now. I love the way that great popular music can so accurately and beautifully express the mood of an entire country. Herbs have done that time and time again. So here is the wonderful Nuclear Waste. Thank you, Ian. Thank you.
Herbs with Nuclear Waste from 1984. Thanks very much to Ian Chapman for the protest songs in the 